Thank you for tuning in. I'm Xavier Madison, and I want to apologize again this week for the technical difficulties for the show, the podcast. Um, I have a lot of issues with my camera, some of them being that I don't currently have the charger for the camera. I broke the tripod. I bought a new tripod, and it doesn't fit with my camera, and not to mention the audio gets fucked up. So I won't stop making podcasts until... You know, everything's figured out. I'm still going to be making shows and episodes, but there just won't be video to accompany the audio for a minute. So thank you for bearing with me, and I hope you enjoy the show. Mm. See, we done masterminded all this shit, you know what I'm saying? We know exactly how we want to do what we want to do this shit, you know what I'm saying? This is all about to stand on top of your game, you get? You know what I'm saying? These other niggas, they come out of whatever, 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 you know what I'm saying? They doing their thing, but you know what I'm saying? Can you maintain this shit? If be the pipe of Peckham, I bet you Biggie bust them. He probably tried to fuck them. I told him not to trust them. Lyrically, I dust them. Off like legs, hit hard like sledgehammers. Bitch with that platinum grammar, I am a diamond cluster hustler. Queen bitch, supreme bitch. Kill a nigga for my nigga by any means, bitch. Murder scene, bitch. Clean bitch. Disease free, bitch. Check it. I ride around, melting your mouth like M&M's. Roll with the mafia. Remember them? Tell them when I used to mess with gentlemen. Straight up, now strictly niggas that jostle Kill a nigga for the figure How you figure? Your cheddar would be better Beretta inside the Beretta Nobody do it better Bet I wet ya Like hurricanes and typhoons Got buffoons eating my pussy While I watch cartoons Sleep till noon Rap pan bridge here Baby drinkers beware Mostly don't see where Frank kill niggas wise for 1.5 While you struggle and strive We pick which bends to drive the mafia, you wanna be them Most of y'all niggas can't eat without per diem I'm rich, I'ma stay that bitch Stick this thing up I'ma stay that bitch Stay that Roll with niggas that be thugging, bugging In the tunnel with S.O. Sipping espresso Cappuccino with Nino On a mission for the new Chicrino I used to wear Moschino But every bitch got it Now I rock colorful mix Because my pockets stay naughty C-note after C-note Frank Boat Hold 15 plus the caterer you think you're greater, uh, you niggas got some audacity You sold a million, now you have for me Get off my dick, kick it, bitch, check my pitch Authentic persona, and I still stick your mom for her stocks and bonds I got that bomb-ass cock, a good-ass shot With hardcore flows to keep a nigga dick rock Sippin' Ziffindales up in Chippendale Shoppin' Bloomingdale for Prada bags Female Dandada has No problem, splittin' cream with my team Shit straight like 915, you know what I mean? Welcome to Shameless Plug, a podcast where we talk about music, media, life, culture, yada, 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 and all of their intersections. I am the host. I am your host, Xavier Madison. And this week, we officially got the Shameless Plug Twitter account up and running. All of the links on the website that used to lead to my personal Twitter are now connected to the new official account. But you can also follow us at Shameless Plug Co. That's Shameless Plug Co. On Twitter. We have a bunch of new articles that I'm pubbing on there, so check those out. Um, if I didn't already plug this one, we got the Tinashe article, an article on why she hasn't blown up. We got the first edition of Respect Your Elders, 
which uh, is a series where we talk about work, about great artists who went under the radar for the new generation, or just great artists in general who went under the radar for the new generation. The first article, the first edition is about Jay-Z and some of his work that people don't acknowledge, even Complex didn't acknowledge it because they didn't put the S. Dot Carter collection on their list of Jay-Z album rankings. And I get it's a mixtape, but it's of album quality, so... I mean, yeah, come on. But yeah, we have that. And we also have an article about Odd Future's impact on raising a generation of young outcasts, specifically black outcasts. So check all of that out. Great stuff. You will learn something new. I guarantee it. And if you want to, you can also teach me something new and contact me at any time if you feel any way about the stuff. But let's see. This past week, I have still been listening to Layla's Wisdom. I have no shame whatsoever. That album is fucking great, but on top of that, I've also been listening to the Kevin Gates mixtape that came out last week. Uh, I did listen to the Party Next Door EP, Seven Days, which was also released last week, but right off the bat, I will say that it's not nearly as good as Colors 2, and I do wish that Party would have worked on the songs more, uh, and I wish he would have combined those with some of the songs on Colors 2, some of the refined songs on Seven Days, and I think... If he did that, it would have been a proper follow-up to P3, which I really didn't fuck with. Um, But then there's also the Ben Frost album, and at the time of recording, that's about it. We do have Trippy Red, who's coming out with his mixtape. We have Kalela, who's coming out with her album. And we do have, uh, who else? Oh yeah, Little Pump is coming out with his debut album, I think. He has a lot of good features on there, I heard. So I will be checking all of those out. We also did get a new Division single, POV, so check that out. Their album is shaping up to be a modern classic, so I'm very excited for that on the 13th, I believe. The 13th is going to be a really great day for music, actually, because we have not only Division, but we have the new Gucci Mane album, and we have the Wu-Tang album that's coming out, and I'm sure I'm missing something else. But those are the three big ones that I'm looking out for right now. Oh, and um, something I learned, I was wondering why everybody on Twitter was talking about the velvet rope so much i mean that album is pretty old and it turns out that it is the 20th anniversary of that album so uh check that out if you haven't some good r&b shit but enough with r&b and new shit let's talk about old school recommendations old school hip-hop so straight up this week i'm going to recommend one of the best albums of all time that album being death certificate by ice cube so many great songs uh it seems i want to kill sam is especially relevant these days but there's also just some straight up funny moments like i said check out horny little devil and all that but just please give ice cube the credit he deserves he's a great mc in the new generation doesn't really seem to bump his solo shit as much as they do his nwa shit so check all that stuff out and respect your fucking elders but now with all of the formalities out of the way let's get into this week's main topic so unless you live under a metaphorical cultural rock then you've seen that cardi b's hit song bodak yellow has been doing straight up insane numbers on the billboard charts and streaming platforms astronomical numbers actually because besides just going platinum it is also the first solo female rap song to go number one since Lauren Hill did with doo-wop. And that is crazy. That blew my mind because that's especially insane when you consider the plethora of female MCs that have come, but mostly gone in that time frame. And I don't care what anyone says because I know for a fact that Nicki Minaj is at least, at least a little upset because who wouldn't be? I mean, come on, I would. But although I am more than happy that Cardi B is receiving all these you know, praise and all the success, 
she does deserve it and all that. I just wish that these accolades and applause like this could be given to artists who are also more technical and established, you know, as well as Cardi B. But yes, like I said, Bodak Yellow receiving all of these uh, accomplishments and reaching this height of success is great for her, but it's also indicative of a larger trend. With everyone saying that we reached peak trap slash mumble rap, then I hear a lot of people also saying that the next logical step would be the domination of the female MC. Uh, I do kind of disagree with the notion that a female MC trend will be the next step in hip hop and rap. I think that they are here to stay actually and they're going to dominate in a new way that they haven't before. But that's what this episode is about and that's what we're going to be talking about. Um, so like I said, Cardi B, her success is more indicative of a bigger trend at large. Like I mentioned even at the beginning of this episode and last week, I have been bumping Layla's Wisdom nonstop by Rhapsody. And I can honestly say that other people are doing the exact same. I mean, I even got a text from my dad telling me to check that album out. But I did get that text for a reason. It makes sense. Layla's Wisdom is one of, if not the best hip-hop albums that has been released in the past few months. And Rhapsody has been out for a minute. This is her second album. But she also has mixtapes. But she has been out for a minute. But this album is the one that's pushing her to new heights. And although she might not be a Cardi B ever in her career, she's still dominating her lane and she will continue to do so if this uh, spike in female MCs continues to rise. The past few years, we've actually seen um, female MCs become more prominent and play more roles that they did in the past, but embracing them more and receiving more praise for those roles. Because during the golden age, and the bling era, a lot of the most successful female MCs were highly sexualized, um, you know, barring Lauryn Hill, but they were highly sexualized and they played a specific role. But now uh, female MCs are exposing different facets of themselves. So on top of, you know, embracing their sexuality, there's also female MCs who, you know, are coming across as rugged or female MCs who are coming across as, you know, more contemplative meditative thinkers and female MCs that are doing more than one of those things and putting together whole packages. I mean, right off the bat, the female MCs that I listen to constantly are uh, Kamaya, No Name. I do listen to Cardi B. Um, I also listen to Rhapsody, like I said, and I still bump, you know, some Queen Latifah songs. I do bump some MC Light songs. I know they're not current artists, but Female MCs are nothing like they're nothing new in rap. I mean, Lauren Hill showed that they can dominate. But with the falling off of Lauren Hill and everything that she has gone through, uh, there was a downward spike in the relevance and uh, prominence of female MCs. Even though they, you know, no one stopped rapping, but uh, Lauren Hill was supposed to be the um, the poster child for female MCs, and her downfall kind of stagnated that growth but with the resurgence of all of the female MCs in the rap game again there seems to be a renaissance happening and it's a perfect time for that renaissance when you really think about it because in the past uh, female MCs you know even though they were around since rap has been created they definitely weren't garnering the same success that Cardi B is currently reveling in their male counterparts or counterparts were clearly dominating the market and in some ways, they're stunting the growth of the females in that genre. 
I mean, when you think about it, they had extremely masculine themes, derogatory lyrics, and, you know, misogynistic tones. So being a female rapper was not easy. I mean, there are some greats along the way, like I said, MC Light, Queen Latifah, Lauryn Hill. But uh, being women was still proving to be an obstacle for them in their music. Well, not in their music so much as in their relevance. I mean, when you hear young hip-hop heads talk about female MCs, the only ones they mention are the highly sexualized ones like Lil' Kim, Foxy Brown, Nicki Minaj. And if they really, you know, consider themselves about their salt, they might bring up Lauryn Hill. But like I said, she's the exception, not the rule. She outshone her male counterparts in her group and in rap in general. She had to be the best female MC of all time to even get mentioned along with the others. So it just shows that their obstacles were much bigger than that of their male counterparts. But the point being that in certain eras like the 90s and the early 2000s, if a woman didn't fit a certain mold, she was never really going to become a huge hip hop act. So I'm talking about, like I said, the Rod Diggers, the Bahamadias, the Remy Ma's before she went to jail or prison. And um, a lot of the female MCs that, you know, were hype in hip hop, that were hip hop artists that like, you know, hip hop heads in those eras were listening to. They were usually under the wing of another male, uh, had stuff written for them by a male or they were just, like I said, being mentored by a male heavily. But as we do, you know, move towards more advanced times and women do get the places that they deserve in society, uh, you know, they start to get more respect. They start to be more accepted in certain fields. And, you know, I'm not saying that we've completely eradicated sexism, but as time moves on, we're hopefully making advancements. But... As that happened, we start to see the door creak open a little more for these female MCs. Uh, We see, well, one recent example, M.I.A., who isn't quite highly sexualized, uh, isn't really under the mentorship of a male MC per se, but she did, you know, come onto the scene with something completely new. She came on there with, um, you know, hype build up behind other artists like Jay-Z who were putting her on. And she was just undeniably a female, a political female at that. So that's a double whammy. You know, unfortunately, she did become a little too political to remain in the mainstream. So she's kind of been ousted by them. She has been blacklisted, blackballed, whatever you want to say, from a lot of things in the music industry. So, you know, the tightrope that women have to walk is still very, very narrow. But with MIA making that appearance, we could see the door was creaking open a little bit. And Nicki Minaj, you know, she did a lot of things for herself. She did a lot of great things in terms of being successful and making money. But I, I don't really think she opened the door for a lot of female MCs. Uh, I'm not the biggest Nicki Minaj fan. I'm not a hater. I still listen to Nicki albums, but, you know, I don't enjoy them that thoroughly. But I do think that Nicki Minaj actually inhibited a lot of progress that female MCs were making. You know, she definitely fit a mold. She um, was under the guidance of Lil Wayne, which is no fault of hers. You know, being under the guidance of Wayne is probably, you know, works for her benefit as it did with Drake. But it uh, didn't really showcase that she was doing anything unique. She wasn't really doing anything on her own. 
you know drake was doing something completely unique he was just taking a lot of uh business and like industry inspiration from lil wayne Nicki minaj on the other hand was just she seemed like lil wayne's puppet so to say she just seemed like she was kind of shitting on other female mcs and she just didn't really seem that supportive of other women in the community coming out uh she did seem supportive of established acts established women in the community but you know Nicki minaj didn't really do anything for female mcs or push the envelope in any sort of direction she wasn't providing anything new anything refreshing anything risque so the point I'm really trying to drive home here is that I think 2017 is the perfect time for women who quote unquote don't know their place to take over hip hop or not so much take over but stand next to the greats instead of in their shadows because hip hop has always been a male dominated game like I said it's been very hard with you know how misogynistic hip hop can be but I think Cardi B has proved that the hype is there. Even though she's not encapsulating everything, she's proving that the hype is there. Um, but like I mentioned, with black women, it's really been hard for them in almost every genre because people don't respect them the same way that every other demographic in the United States may receive respect. So as far as the respect totem pole goes, black women are at the bottom, unfortunately. And when you are at the bottom of the totem pole, that means you have the lowest voice. It means that your voice is not making the waves that your other peers and other demographics are making. It, it also means you cannot raise your voice. It means that the minute you try to voice your opinion, someone is there to quickly shut it down. And, you know, like I said, for many reasons, with women being the demographic that is constantly oppressed, in the United States and black people being the same in their respective demographic of race, it only makes sense that black women would be subject to such treatment. And I'm not saying it makes sense, but with the track record of how America treats people, it does make sense. But like I said, there are advancements being made. Black women are becoming the most educated demographic of Americans. That means the most of them are going to college, getting degrees and doing something. And so consequently, their voices are growing. I mean, we have to listen. Our leaders in the future are going to be women, so we have to listen. And I'm not saying that this revolution, or whatever you want to call it, is going to take place overnight, or that it's even going to happen within the next month or so. But I am saying Cardi B's success proves that the market is there. Cardi B is showing that women in hip-hop don't need to play a submissive role anymore. They don't need to be the um, Clyde or the Bonnie to anyone's Clyde. And they don't need a feature from a male artist to do great numbers, just to do big things. I mean, if Cardi B, someone who didn't even have a studio album out at the time of dropping Bodak Yellow, can get a number one single on the Billboard charts, what is stopping everyone else? So there have been many false flags and false prophets of the new generation of female rappers. You know, one being Nicki Minaj. Like I said, many people thought she was going to usher in a new age of female rap. And in my opinion, I think she actually stagnated the growth of that category. But as you can see, in 2017, the window for opportunity is wider than ever. There are a plethora of female rappers and MCs out that are not the same as the next. They each provide something unique and different, and that's what makes it beautiful. 
I mean, we live in an era where we can have a no name, a Cardi B, and a Nicki Minaj all live within, you know, within a healthy environment and not have too much competition, but still get a piece of the pie. So 2017 will be the year that women, specifically female MCs, occupy all lanes and dominate hip hop. But yes, that was this week's episode. Basically, I'm just saying that there is an opportunity for female MCs to talk about whatever they want now. They don't have to fit an image like a very highly sexualized stereotype. But if they want to, they can still fill that role while other female MCs occupy other lanes. So it's really a beautiful time for all of hip hop. And since it is a beautiful time for rap in general, of course, female MCs are going to eat too. So thank you for listening. Don't forget to check out the new Shameless Plug Twitter at Shameless Plug Co. That's Shameless Plug Co. on Twitter.com. All the links on the website lead there. So check it out. Uh, follow me. I'll follow you back. And don't forget to contact me, shamelessplugmedia at gmail.com. Don't forget to check out some of the new articles, listen to the new music that's out, check out the playlist, and most importantly, just have a very good day. I do appreciate all the love and support that you give me, and even if you give me hate, I appreciate it too, because it's constructive criticism in my eyes. But yes, have a good one. Thank you for listening, and goodbye. Opportunity knocking, a nigga was out for coffee And at a quit like my window, the Grammys is way too lofty And I can stay here forever, I could die here I don't have to try here Can I get my two sugars, please? Jesus made an album, monster waiting in a line for cream She dreaming technicolor, lip black and white Opportunity knocking, a nigga just got her nails No skeletons in my closet, gonna open the door when yell come They ain't gonna wanna see my silhouette rap You fucking cognac, my smelling all black Mississippi vagabond, granny gon' turn up in her grave and say my granny really was a slave for this. All your incomplete similes and pages ripped, you know they whipped us niggas. How you afraid to rap and you up to heaven after so we can freedom now? Ain't no ocean floor when you can be a Jesus now. Don't feel the light that dwells deep within. You are powerful. Moments and cloudy days on my snap Mysterious aberration illuminated the trap My telephone callication synonymous with the sunrise Mountains against the foreground forever me coming back I ain't gonna cry the last time I leave my Chicago 24 in LA mojo teaching me how to drive Whole world inside my rear this feeling me so alive This feeling me so alive, enjoy the joy ride Opportunity knocking, it's finally time to answer The doorbell was only broken cause auntie was fighting cancer And cigarettes on my mantle keep calling me by my first name Loving me when I'm lonely, pretending they really know me Feel the light that